0: This is the Grouse House Podcast. Welcome to the Wednesday chat on the footy with Broden and Kelly. Hello, Tom. Hello. Um, We've had some wonderful chats in the last few weeks as we get closer and closer to the finals. Uh, Our next guest came across my feed um, on an app called TikTok. Have you heard of it, Tom? No, I don't think I have. Uh, An app called TikTok, which is the kids are just loving. (laughs) And uh, I just saw the most brilliant, fascinating, interesting... One minute video that ticked like nine of my interest interest boxes, mm. and uh, I, I thought we have to chat to this person. Uh, Ken, thank you so much for coming on. Hi, Broden Tom. Thank you. We really appreciate. It. How is Queensland today? Um, I, I wouldn't
1: know. Where are you? I'm in Melbourne. Jet, get out. Are you really? <laughs> I am. I'm in South Yarra, actually, specifically.
0: <laughs> well, we, you could have come here. <laughs> oh wow. I, I set this up over the computer because
1: uh-huh.
0: the reason I brought you on is you've created a brand called Queensland Football Club or a, a you've, you've created a football club called Queensland Football Club um, yep. and they don't exist, they don't play, they don't.
1: So I sell yeah football merchandise for a club that I made up. <laughs>
0: um. <laughs> it's fantastic. Yeah. So I'd love, could you, I believe this started in 2020. What was your 2020 like?
1: It was horrible, um, just like everyone else's twenty twenty. Really, uh, I'm a I'm a doctor. Wow, um, and I usually work as an assistant surgeon, uh, doing things like helping out with hip replacements, knee replacements, that sort of thing. Wow, but um, the first part of the pandemic, all that stuff was put on hold mm. because we needed our medical resources for the front line, myself included. So I did the first two weeks of hotel quarantine. Um, and then later, the vaccination, vaccination counselling, that sort of stuff, like pretty heavy to start with. Yeah. And I was kind of, lo- I was kind of losing my mind. It was really scary stuff. Like it's not um, the pandemic as we know it now, but in the early days, it was like all we had were doctors, like WhatsApp group chats of like other doctors dying. Mm. Yeah. So uh, I, it was pretty heavy.
0: I remember, I remember seeing on Four Corners in the ABC a lot of. I remember the thing that really shocked me because I just thought doctors were all. Once you're a doctor, your life's easy. It's very clear what you do.
1: I thought so.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I remember seeing a lot of like particularly GPs and like having to figure out how to keep their staff alive and safe, but no masks being available and like people going to Bunnings and getting like paint spray ones and like like just literally trying to do your best. And it was really like, we've got to try and help people and not die doing it. It would have been absolutely horrifying.
1: Like i wrote my will did you really you know? i really did and it's not something that i really expected to do like at that point yeah. my life had been pretty like pretty cushy <laughs> uh, at that stage so but you know i was keeping up a brave face for myself um but i kind of didn't realize how stressed I was mm. um so by day i was doing a very like anonymous public health job but by night i was kind of lo- like letting off steam uh, online, and I sort of created this persona of this guy um, who hated his job and just wanted to leave the state and become a professional footballer at 35. Yeah, and um, I was being like really reckless, I guess, because how stressed I was. I was using my real my real name, my real face, <laughs> uh, and like I was like tweeting about like my diet, my you know, football strategy. Like I've never played football ever,
0: like. <laughs> So your goal was just to ascend. you like I'm going to become a professional AFL athlete. I'm going to figure out yeah.
1: how to do it. It just seemed ludicrous to me that how they were like essential workers and they could travel across state lines. Oh yeah. And, yeah, of course. yeah. Totally. and they had access to all these like tests. And I I didn't. Yeah. Um despite being, you know, a frontline person. Yeah. Um so that kind of went on and it was obviously in jest and the account got popular. And then the opportunities came to make merchandise or sell merchandise for this player I had become. (laughs) So uh, I took it. I grabbed it. And uh, so I bought this Gold Coast Suns Guernsey. Like a lot of my tweeting was like (laughs) cyberbullying the Gold Coast Suns to offer me a contract
0: hey mate you're not far off Tom Tom is one of the very few Gold Coast Suns actual members over yes
1: here. I, I am aware yeah. yeah
0: he's on a wall up there are you Are you actually a Gold Coast Suns fan or did you pick them for the meme energy
1: look they seem the most likely to hire a 35 year old like enthusiast yeah at the time yeah you know
0: they still are, I think, in many ways. They're about to become very good, though. Ken, they've just yeah. I haven't stopped
1: tweeting, so you know I'm around. <laughs> yeah, yeah, agree. Um, so yeah. yeah, so I bought this Guernsey on eBay, and then I did a bit of a impromptu photo shoot in a senior colleague's driveway, <laughs> and we sold this shirt that said like Ken Sakata, Gold Coast Suns, <laughs> um, and it did pretty well. It sold like two thousand dollars of shirts in a week. Yeah, huge. nice and <laughs> huge, and then. Um, the company that was selling these shirts got served as cease and desist from the AFL, <laughs> which tickled me. Um, they're not
0: quick on a lot of things. They're not quick on, you know, like concussion protocol. <laughs> they're not quick on, you know, lots of things. So. But it's but some
1: things they've got the finger on the pulse. <laughs> as soon as Ken and sells that's a T-shirt, intellectual property,
0: yeah, yeah, in yeah. IP, they're like, "Wait, that's our Gold Coast poorly designed <laughs> Gold Coast Suns Guernsey." <laughs> that's
1: right. Uh, so we reissued the shirt the next week uh, with like Ken Sokata Instead of Gold Coast Suns, uh, I called it Queensland Football Club. Mm. And that's how it started. And I thought it would be funny if I kept selling merchandise for this club that I had inadvertently made up. And that's how like it sort of kick-started um, yeah. the business, I guess. Yeah. So, and then
0: you've essentially, you've either deliberately or just, just out of pure fun and, and positivity, you've built out not only like a cool, fun kind of, super joke in like a whole football club Mm -hmm. that doesn't exist but it's also really nice merchandise and brand and really nice looking and taps into what this generation coming through in fashion like genuinely resonates with when i the first time i came across people wearing queensland fc merchandise i thought that is just it's beautiful and really clever because often what we like in afl media at least for us we've been doing this podcast for five or five or six months, as soon as you talk about one club, you are you are talking about that you're one in 18 and you lose 17 potential groups of people who can like it. But Queensland FC feels like it it's for everyone and it's more reflective of sport as a whole.
1: Mm. Well, I, th- I suppose I, w- I wasn't really thinking about much when I sort of stumbled into these things, right? <laughs> i sort of been making like decisions every two weeks, it seems, and now my life is like due to the compounded effect of those decisions my life is very different yeah. now um, but yeah it's uh it's a funny little thing that's happened i guess
0: so when you when you go about making merchandise now so you've you, what was the first piece you made and sold
1: like initially i didn't know like beyond being a consumer and buying clothes i didn't know where to start yeah. so <laughs> so you had no
0: fashion I, experience before
1: this sorry to say, like, I mean i'm a i'm a doctor yeah <laughs> you know and pl- I was kind of more into wearing scrubs, you know. (laughs) I wasn't really a fashionista by any means. Um, But when I first started, I just bought pre-made stuff and printed the logo on it. And that was my entry into making things. Mm -hmm. And then six months into that, um, we had gotten so... I say we, it's me. (laughs) (laughs) The brand had gotten so successful, like stuff started selling out in like... Initially, it was three hours. And I thought that was amazing. Yeah. And and then stuff started selling out. Like whenever I would release something online, it would be gone in five minutes and then three minutes. Wow. And it was just so overwhelming, really. And I had a bit of cash. And I thought, what I'd do. And I thought it would be funnier if suddenly the clothes got really good. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Mm. So uh, I sort of I was doing some digging and I found this fabric mill that Country Road buys their fabric from in Melbourne. So I like just based on pure optimism, I bought hundreds of meters of cotton from this fabric mill. And I think it wasn't enough to buy the same fabric. I bought the most expensive fabric that they sold. <laughs> wow. Just hoping that it will work itself out. Yeah. And um, and then I, I started assembling this team of people who made sportswear in the nineties in Melbourne because everything has kind of left to overseas oh, okay. factories. Okay. So I found like context of people who made like sportswear, like you know, hoodies and crewnecks and all that stuff. So I found a pattern maker, I found a fabric dye person, I found a manufacturer, and basically they had worked with each other anyway. It was just like getting the gang back together. Yeah, right. So you just think.
0: showed up to someone's factory with like kilometers of
1: of country <laughs> <Yeah>. road
0: of <laughs> real like, Is that what is that what usual usually happens in fashion or like because we're in a comedy we're in a comedy group <laughs> and we've only we make merch. But it's never yeah. it usually it's just we never like it's you talk to one group and you say, we want this logo on a shirt and you get mm. very limited amount of mm. input to what you can do. But you're yeah. the, the bit that jumps out is you're buying lengths of fabric. So, Correct. so what yeah. so did you literally just take that to someone and say, make this into a hoodie or make this into a shirt? Or
1: I think it starts off like it's it's a long, laborious process, but the shortened version is you figure out the pattern uh, which is the shape of the clothes mm-hmm. and then um, based on that you buy fabric that would match that like hoodie fabric is different from t-shirt fabric yeah, so yeah, on so yeah. forth so after you buy that you have it made and then you have it dyed and um, then you print like a decoration like a print on it yeah. and then you're done but that process took me about eight months to figure out yeah, but you probably are assuring great quality, though. Like, that would be the difference between working with a merch company and doing it yourself, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think frequently a merch company would have, would have these generic patterns of T-shirts. Yeah. And uh, they would have, like, oh, you want black T-shirt, you know, we'll order 500, or we already have 500 in the warehouse. Mm. But this is kind of... This was like more of a custom thing. Like we designed it down to, you know, the centimeter. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's not a generic pattern.
0: A, fr- a frustration we often have when we go on tour with merchandise is mm. sizes. Yeah. I hate sizes, oh, yeah. Ken, <laughs> because like you think everyone's a large or an XL and then, and then you bring, tell me about You're coming back overseas with like three boxes full of S's.
1: Yeah. And like yeah. no
0: one's small. No one likes it. So what's the one, what's the number one size that everyone is? <laughs>
1: Honestly, you're just like, you're digging up a lot of anxiety for me yeah. right now. <laughs> you can probably see it on my face. Like, there's a there's a minimum that you need to hit because w- what you're doing is you're buying this, these lengths of fabric and then you're you're cutting out. Yep. Like that's a medium body, that's a small body, that's a large body. So you really need a minimum quantity to add like a double XL into the mix, mm. and um, you'd really need to be a certain size of company for that to happen. Yep. So for a, the longest while, it was like small, medium, large, extra large, and then nah. Like extra large is kind of iffy really. Mm. Um, but now it's we're into the double XLs. Yeah. And now you get these people complaining like, you know, you're not sizing you don't you're not including, including us in sizes. Like I'd love to. It's not Yeah, no, yeah. When it's, you're it's doing it from scratch, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's more about logistics rather than, you know, my personal feelings towards sizes. sizes. It, it, yeah. it, Which I don't. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um I have a question as well, right? So we in our kind of world, when you put something on sale and it sells out, it is the biggest release of endorphins in the world. Like, oh yeah, we've had some really cool experience. We go, geez, we just we're doing our little pod around Australia, and like the feedback we had so quickly is really lovely. So you've experienced that when you're selling merchandise—is the idea of I've made something, I hope it sells. I hope I'm going to be able to recoup my loss here.
1: Yeah,
0: how does it feel? Um, that feeling that you have doing that. How does that feel as opposed to? I'm sure that when you're doing surgery or when you're a doctor
1: there would be a different yeah, feeling, there's for no a, feeling. There's no feeling. There's no feeling? No, it's there's no feeling. Like right now when we operate and we do like a hip replacement, um, there is, you don't want there to be a feeling. Mm. You want it to be like you're, you're assembling IKEA furniture yeah. again and again and again, like emotionless um, and nothing is like eventful for your brain. Yes. Like you want to be completely like, out of your brainstem pretty much. You want
0: it to be, yeah, you want it to feel like there's no emotion, you're not doing a great, you're just doing what's expected and that's because if you start worrying, then that's when things start going wrong. Yeah,
1: and that would be really unusual really if you start being conscious about what you're doing. That would be really unusual.
0: Right. right. Do you put music on when you're you're operating?
1: Like frequently the music would be on, but we don't even notice that in a way. Like very often when I'm operating, I'm like the assistant surgeon. Mm. Yeah. So often like you'll be uh when we're in dialogue we're just talking about our day or what we're doing on the weekend whilst we're doing the operation Mm -hmm. and uh it's like it's a funny kind of weird flow state that you enter into i think Mm. ideally anyway
0: Mm. that's really like i I find that particularly
1: fascinating fascinating, yeah.
0: yeah do you um are you following footy much these days or or is it more like the culturally that interests you
1: like I think you know, ultimately all professional sports are a little bit silly, uh, and like we, we shouldn't take it too seriously. Sure. But yeah, I am. I do watch it every week. Like who do you follow? Do you fo- who do you follow? I'm a Carlton person. Yeah. great. Oh, great. Well, we're recording yeah. this two
0: days before you play my team, the Demons. Um, how are you feeling?
1: Yeah. I can't say I'm a Carlton fan. I mean, there's a distinction there. Okay. <laughs> I'm a Carlton person. Like that's like saying like you're a Japanese person. <laughs> Or and someone who thinks like the Japanese government always has historically done the the right thing and yeah. will always do the right thing. Yeah, that's how I feel. I'm a Japanese person. Okay. <laughs> yeah.
0: So are you the good Carlton person or I, I forget which one's the good one and the and which one's the nuff? Are you a nuff? You're not a nuffy. The,
1: the nuffy is is the type that says we right. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah I'm not a wee person. You're just yeah. a I'm supporter.
0: Yeah. Okay. Well, that's yeah. that's a good way to be. Um, I would hope that by the end of the year, if you are in the f- grand final, which some people are saying you're going to get there now, I hope you go full enough, Ken. I hope we see that.
1: Like a face paint sort of thing. Yeah, yes. full,
0: like just.
1: I hope that for myself too. Like, I want to see you nice. throwing
0: haymakers at the MCG. I want you, like, with you, I want you really <laughs> yeah, causing. Yeah. I want to get
1: a life ban yeah. <laughs> from the MCG. That cause people to need hip surgery. I think that would be good. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, okay, so what's your opinion on AFL merch, the landscape as a whole? Because I have opinions, but I just would, I'm curious to know how you, when you look at the AFL store, how do you feel about it?
1: It's not very good.
0: Agreed. (laughs) Full stop. (laughs) Um,
1: I think like up to this point, until fairly recently, I think um, it didn't need to be very good. Yes. You know, so you could buy like a polo shirt, like from a merch company, you know, made by, you know, slave life yes. somewhere no. in a third world country for $2 and you slap a logo like Melbourne Demons, Geelong Cats. Yes. And you could sell that for 40 bucks pretty reliably every season mm-hmm. forever. And so the, there was, although there was an aesthetic need for things to be different, there's no business case for it uh, up until now. But you can tell that things are moving, like, peop, like these clubs are releasing like uh, nostalgia gear. Mm. And that's kind of creeping in. Yeah. And I think they've realised that there is money to be made. I guess. Yeah. And that's something that I, you know, thankfully with the company I've discovered as well. So, I, I, do
0: you when you look at sports across the world? Do you think mm. one com, one league or sport does merch better than the others and is the you know the best in the world?
1: Uh, the NBA is the coolest. Mm. Mm-hmm. Like sure. it's not close. They're the coolest. I think. From an aesthetic point of view, I, I personally enjoy soccer jerseys, mm-hmm. like, but through the course of, like, decades. Mm-hmm. Um, but AFL, like, it's a funny thing in, in Australia, like, AFL Guernseys aren't accepted casual wear. Mm-hmm. Like, you would only see a Guernsey at the G or at Centrelink.
0: You know? Yes, exactly. You know? Those are the <laughs> yeah.
1: only two places you'd yeah. see them. So, I think, a you know, part, partly it's culture, but... Do you think um, on that
0: question when you talk about Guernsey, there's a there's a, a, a constant battle is what's the age when it's appropriate to be wearing a Guernsey and what's the age when you stop wearing a Guernsey? Which is interesting to me because like as a Tottenham fan, I've got a Tottenham Guernsey that I can wear around as a shirt and yeah. go through England and I have a Gaelic um, football Guernsey that I wear as well and yeah. they're cool. Um, but it's, I think it's the intensity of having your arms out, obviously, that is the, that is the problem. The no sleeves is
1: a tough look, hey? Yeah. <laughs> it's a tough look.
0: But it's hard to justify, really. Going to a game, what do you think is the last age when you can wear a, I'd like to ask both of you.
1: I'm not really. I, I think it's more of, a, more of an intention rather than anything else. Mm-hmm. You can, I think you wear it at all ages. Mm. It doesn't really matter. But it's the context, I think. Like going to a game, it's any age. Yes. But going to the pub on a Wednesday, like.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah, going out then for a nice no dinner. Yeah. Yeah. What would you say, Tom?
1: Yeah, there's that distinction. I would happily wear a jersey to a game every week, but I would never be caught dead in a bright red Gold Coast Suns jersey in any other situation in my life.
0: I think it's the framing, right? It's, are the two things that. My points of concern is one is like, I think it's okay if you frame it in the right way. If you wear like a really nice, I don't know, denim jacket and you've got a cool hat on, you're like, you're, you're dressed really well. And then, ironically, almost you've got a, jer- a Guernsey on. Mm. That's quite a good look, I think, to go to the I think footy. that's
1: funny. Yeah. That's yeah.
0: like quite nice. You've, there's a bit of thought to the whole composition. Yeah. But yeah. what worries me is when I go to a game, I know a small portion or, an, or a large portion of the people there are going, that's an adult in a Guernsey. That's a loser. Like across, like as, but I've just got to get past that. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I think so. I think so. But I mean, like, I've I've become quite um, ever since like the brand got popular on TikTok. Mm-hmm. I've had I've grew up very quickly. I think I became. Um, it's been easier to shed other people's opinions.
0: Yeah, yeah. Suddenly,
1: yeah. and that's not something that's not a skill I had to acquire until fairly recently. Mm.
0: So, the, Cause, when, when did, did you feel that through making the merchandise, it's it's changed the way that you think about people thinking about you? Or
1: no, well, you know, I'm I'm just a dude, yeah, I'm just a guy. But when I started TikTok this year, I've got something like eighty thousand followers yeah. now, and it's it's a very bizarre experience to be confronted with at thirty-seven.
0: Mm. You know, yes, It's sure. not
1: really an aspiration of mine to be known. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's good for the business, but from a personal point of view, it's like every day you're like confronted with people offering their opinions on your appearance. Oh yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. totally. Or yeah.
1: like, um, and all this stuff and it's, um, I've, I've, yeah, I've realized that I, I can just live for myself, you know? And that's uh, We can, we can, yeah. we can
0: relate to that. Everything we ever make, like it's funny that when you open the door up to positivity that you would get, obviously, from everything you're doing online, we feel it the same, we make comedy. Like whenever you open the door up, there's so many people who are willing to say lovely, cool things about you. But when you open up that door, it also opens up to just arbitrary, you know, nasty things that come through at the same time. Mm-hmm. But yeah. And it, the best thing for your health is to, to do is to take the good ones and disregard the negative ones. But it's genuinely hard to do.
1: It's really hard to do. Like, I think it'd be naive to assume that I could only like accept the good out of social media mm-hmm. without having yeah. to confront, like, you know, some teenage in Nicaragua thinking that I'm a dickhead. Yeah, you
0: know, yeah. <laughs> uh, we, we've heard from that guy too. He's no good. <laughs>
1: <laughs> What's his problem? Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, so I've decided to to not regard any of it. I think.
0: Yeah. Um, There's been points in our career where, like, we've done something and. I read and get so engaged with it, and then I've tried other points. And go, if I just genuinely don't open it, do I worry about what's being said? Mm. And the truth is, I just genuinely—if you never open the door, you do not care. Yeah, it's—it's only the curiosity. If you just change, I'm not—I'm just not going to go in there. You—you never even worry about it.
1: Yeah, it's only taken me until now to sort of realise that, really. It's um it's a kind of a weird experience suddenly for people to know your name and all that stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I was at IMAX watching Oppenheimer with some friends the other day and I like I was recognized as like the guy. Oh really? Like, yeah, wow. And it's kind of like okay.
0: That's <laughs> cool. What screening were you at? I was there.
1: <laughs> <laughs> like um, yeah. It's uh yeah, it's a it's a something that I didn't really have to occur that um, I had
0: to go through really yeah mm. well can I say as as we wrap up it's I, I we are both desperate to see innovation in our sport and in because we both love it so much and um, man I'm just it's just so cool to see anyone doing cool new interesting stuff and showing genuine creativity and passion for this stuff so thank you for what you do please just keep really going thank you it's, yeah. I'm, I'm so excited to see where this all goes and um, if you uh, haven't seen Queensland Football Club and the merch line please go and check it out online it's the best and go check out Ken's Instagram what's your hand is Queensland Football Club on Instagram
1: yeah it's uh, Queensland.fc yeah. I think that's what I managed to get
0: and um, if you need a new hip you know you know where to go um, <laughs> if you wake up in a, in a in a Guernsey you'll know why
1: yeah
0: <laughs> and uh, yeah thanks so much Ken
1: really appreciate it thanks guys okay.